following is a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. So I just want to start off, I have been in Echo with you guys since this summer and since the beginning of the school year, and something I know about you guys is that you are all so incredibly amazing, that you guys tell the best stories, that you guys are the most fun, and that I just love hanging out with you guys. And I know all your leaders feel the same way. Leaders, can we just give Echo a shout of praise? You guys are truly amazing. And something I also know about this ministry here at Echo is that you guys have two amazing pastors, Pastor Ben and Alyssa. They are people who just, yeah, Can we just give them a round of praise? You guys started it. Um, Ben and Alyssa are just absolutely amazing, and they love you guys so much. And I'm sad they can't be here today, but we just just love them, and they love you guys. Um, And then the last thing I know about you guys is that you guys are ready for Christmas break. Can I? Are you guys ready? You're not. You're not ready. Okay. Well, some of you love school, but some of you are ready for Christmas break. Um, And during school, I know this can be the time in the year where things start to get kind of weird, that this can be the time in the year where your your teachers decide to start doing all these weird projects, that they start to do all these weird things where you're like, okay, like, this is fun, but like, what's the point of this? Why am I not just at home? And I had a class specifically where we did so many weird projects. It was called Tech Ed, and basically they made us do things where we would make our own commercials about a product, or we would make a roller coaster out of toothpicks, and it was so fun, but at the end you're left saying, okay, like, why did I do that? Why am I here? What am I learning? And there was one specifically that really stuck out to me. We had this, it was the first day of school, and the first day of school is already weird, as it is, because you don't know what friends are in your class, you don't know what your teacher's like, you don't know any of these things, and chances are you're probably wearing really uncomfortable clothes, because it's the first day, you're trying to look nice. So that was all going on, and then my teacher goes, all right, guys, we're going to have a pop quiz. I'm like, what the heck? What are we doing right now? Like, why are we having a pop quiz? It's the first day, this is supposed to be fun, and he goes and all of us are like, no, no, we don't want to take this quiz. And he ends up passing it out. And he says, all right, you guys are going to need to read through all the instructions first and then start it. And then, so he put a timer on and we all did it. And the first direction said, make sure you read all the directions again. I'm like, I'm not going to read all the directions. Like who does that? I'm just going to get through this. And the second one said, write your name at the top at the top left. So I did that, and I went through this quiz, and it just started getting weirder and weirder. At one point, it was telling us to do cartwheels across the room. At one point, it was telling us to start screaming our name. And at one point, it was telling us to sing, row, row, row your boat. So we end up going through this whole quiz, and at the end, I read the last direction. It said, only do questions one and two. I'm like, come on. So it said to only read all the directions and to only write your name in the corner. So at the end, we were all like, what's the point? And that's the title of my message today. Can everyone say, what's the point? What's the point? So this is something that we have not just in school but in everyday life. I know, for instance, my mom, she tells me, she says, Kayla, you need to make your bed every morning. You need to do all these things 
And I'm like, Mom, why do I have to make my bed every morning if I'm just going to go to bed the next day and mess it up again? And things like that. And what's interesting about this is that in the Bible, they had these same questions. They said, what's the point? Why are we doing this? And that's going to throw to our first scripture in James In James 4.14, it says, What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So James is, um, so a little bit about the book of James. James is the brother of Jesus, and his book is only five chapters long, and this is what he decides to hit. He's saying the same thing, like, what's the point in our lives if we're just but a mist? What's the point in our lives if we're doing things that don't matter? Like, what's this all about? So before I dive into that, I'm just going to pray us in real quick. So if everyone could bow their heads and close their eyes. Dear God, I thank you so much that we are just here today in your presence. I thank you that we get to hang out with you. We get to have fun. And we also just get to learn about you. I pray over every word that's said tonight. I pray over every heart here, God, that they are able to just experience you in a new way. We love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So back to this, what's the point? So he's going through and he's talking about this. He said, what is our life? And he's saying, he's acknowledging that there's things that we do that don't really have a a big impact sometimes. And so I want to talk to you about what is everlasting then? What is the point of all this? What is the everlasting? God is. It says in Psalms 92, it says, before the mountains were brought forth, Or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God was never created. He'll never be destroyed. Thank you. (laughs) He is the everlasting. And that's what it's all about, that it says we are but a mist. But he says, no, 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 I, I am what this is all about. That you, each and every one of you, get to live a purpose that is so much bigger than yourselves. Because you need to understand who created you to know your purpose and to know why you're here. Like, if you would look at the light bulb, if you would look at the car, you wouldn't know their purpose. You wouldn't know their use until you understood the creator. So now we're going to talk a little bit about, okay, who is God? What is this all about? So there is, if you guys have your Bibles, I just want to encourage you to take those out. And if you don't have your Bible today, I want to encourage you to start bringing it because There's going to be things that you write down and you underline that you'll get to look back on. And if you don't have a Bible, ask your small group leaders today. But today we're going to start in Exodus, and it's Exodus 3.14. And what's going on at this point? In the Old Testament, there was this man called Moses. And God used Moses in so many crazy ways, and he gave him such an incredible purpose on his life. And at this point in the story, God says, okay, Moses, you know what you're going to do now? So there, is, there are these people of Israel who are trapped in Egypt under Pharaoh. And God says, all right, Moses, you're going to set them free. You're going to go to Pharaoh, and you are going to set them free. And Moses is like, whoa, whoa, God, like, I, I don't know about that one. And Moses, his first question is, well, like, who am I? Who am I to do that? And God responds, and he says, I'm with you. So God is with us in everything that we do. And then the verse goes on to say, he's like, okay, God, then who are you? Who should I say you are? Like, maybe give me something good. Like, do you have a magic word so they know that you sent me? Like, what's going on? And God says in Exodus 3.14, he says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And 
he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So I'm just thinking, Moses has got to be like, okay, God, come on. I said, I said, like, give me something good. And you said, I am. You didn't, you didn't finish the sentence there. You said, I am. All right. Because in our minds, we think that we have to finish the sentence. In our minds, in our human minds, we have to, whenever we say I am, we follow it with something. We say, I'm a daughter, or I'm a son, or I'm a soccer player, I'm a musician. We have to say all these things. But God says, I am, period. And he ends it there. He says, I am, because he is all things. He is everything that you're not. He is everything. He is the everlasting. He is everything that we couldn't be in a perfect way. And he is perfect. And he didn't just want to end it there. He said, okay, because I am, I want you to be able to have that power too. So that's when, that's when God knew our imperfections and he sent Jesus down on the cross. He sent Jesus to die for our sins so that he would be the sacrifice, so that we could live in the authority of I am, so that we could, he said, I am, and then Jesus died, so now you are. And that's the point, that your authority, that everything you are is through him. Because we go through life and we say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, or I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, all these things, and so loud that we can't even hear a voice of anyone else. And then God says, he says, but I am, so you are. And that's, that's it. That's what this is all about. And he just goes through this and goes through this and keeps telling us that our identity is not about ourselves. Because you need to know who you are in Christ to know your purpose. And I'm just... And then do you guys know how sometimes you can know your identity? You can, you can be a Christian, but sometimes you don't act like that. Does anyone know some people who they go to church all the time, but they can be, can be really rough. They can be really mean. Has anyone ever met anyone like that? I know I have. So the step that they're missing is that they aren't letting God in. And I've been there. Like, I've had points in my life where I haven't let God in. And... Because your purpose is to live a life full of the everlasting. And to do that, you need to let God in. See, we view God as this, as this like toolbox type thing. Where there's one section here, and this is for our Sundays and our Saturdays. And then there's one section here that's for, this is where our friends are going to be. One section here where our talents and our gifts are going to be. Like, I know some of you in here, I've seen your sketchbooks, and I've seen you draw, and you guys are incredibly talented. There's some of you in here, I've seen you guys playing gaga ball, and you guys are crazy good at that. And I've heard you guys sing, and I know that each one of you, every single one of you, is so talented. And so you have your gifts, you keep them separate, and your families, and you keep it separate. And ultimately, it just turns into all these separate little boxes. But you let God into your Sundays. And whatever you let God touch is going to become everlasting. If you let his hand into your friendships, that is going to become everlasting. If you let his hand into your gifts, that is going to become everlasting. So you say, okay, God, or like, how am I supposed to do that? Like, what, how do I, how do I do this? How do I open up? Keep asking him pray about it. Whenever you're in the moment, whenever you're with your friends, think, how can I make God the center of this? 
Because whenever you do that, your friendships aren't just going to be these things that are temporary, these things that, oh, maybe you have a few bad friendships. When you let God in, your friendships are going to have an impact that is greater than yourself. When you let your friends in to all, like how you let your friends into every other area of your life, you want to let God in because relationships aren't just for one day. How many of you guys know that whenever you talk to your friends, you don't just talk to them on Monday and then you don't even think about them the whole week? How many of you know that? Yeah, (laughs) a lot of hands. Because whenever you have a relationship, it overflows in every area of your life. And that's what God is. He wants to overflow because our God is too big to just fit in a box. Because once you find your identity in God, you know that Jesus died for you, that Jesus loved you so much so that you could walk in everything that you're meant to be and so that you can live that out by inviting him into every area. And that's going to make things just, it's going to make things so much more full of purpose. And if there's some of you in here today who haven't accepted Jesus into your life, you're going to have that chance. You're going to be able to do that. And I just want to invite our worship team up to come up. And during this time, you are just going to be able to worship worship God. During this time, you're going to be able to think about and just ask God, all right, where am I Where can I let you in more? Where can I give you more authority? Where can I make you bigger? And he is going to turn your life into something that is so everlasting and so big, and you are going to live your purpose. So I'm just going to pray out, and then we're going to go, and the worship team is going to lead us. Dear God, I thank you so much for every heart in here. I thank you for every student in here that is just able to experience you in a new way. We love you so much. You are so good. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.